you. Shippo, bang up. Who's the man? Huh? Who's the man? Wait till I get another plane. I'm lining all your friends up right beside you. Welcome to Earth. That's what I call a close encounter. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You are thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 204 the so wizard podcast i'm your host joey DiCarlo. my co-hosts the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield just like elsa let it go and the expert mr marquis mark ellis reagans what is going on it is hot as hell today it's like nick lachey up in here q nelly <laughs> it's like 98 degrees oh god <laughs> It was just for you. Better than it being like O Town outside. (laughs) Liquid dreams. (laughs) What is really great about that song is like nobody noticed how incredibly inappropriate it was. Well, I'm just happy someone else even knows what O Town is. Yeah. (laughs) Enough. Enough about bad late '90s (laughs) boy bands. You. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week, we're going to talk some nerdy news. We got a wrap up of me and Mark Ellis's time at Comic Con at Foxwoods Resorts Casinos, the wonder of it all. And then we've got a special interview with Mr. Gordon McAlpin, the creator of Multiplex 10, the web series. Before getting all that stuff, how's everybody doing this week? Aubrey. Tell us all uh, about your wonderful life working in the retail world of stopping games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had it, you know, I actually had a couple of customers this week that renewed my faith in humanity and were like genuinely happy to deal with me. So that, that was nice uh, because you don't get that often. So felt pretty good about that. And then uh, went to the doctor finally. So that was nice. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't too bad of a week. I work on my day off, but, you know, that's the life of retail. Awesome. And how are you doing, Mark? Have you recovered from our day at Comic-Con yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, I fully recovered. I, even though we were only there for a day, um, the drive there and back was was long. And uh, I had, like, a ton of energy when I got home. I'm like, man, I got the whole rest of the night off. I could go out and party, get some drinking, do something cool. And uh, I did a little research for the show, and then I took a little nap. And before I knew it, it was 5 a.m. So uh, I was like, oh, I guess I slept in for the night. That's all right. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that we did not stay for the after party because I was just fucking done. <laughs> we left. I was done. I was a mess. And I've I remember last year that drive was like super, super long. Right. It's farther away than you think it is. So whenever anybody says to us living up here in western Massachusetts, you know, oh, just go down to the casino. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of far. <laughs> it is. But it was far. worth it. We'll get to that later on. Yeah. But I've, I slept for like 15 hours, so 
I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, Mark, why don't you drop some social media knowledge on the listeners there? Let them know where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. Sure. All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. You'll also find movie reviews from yours truly, uh, Netflix picks from our buddy Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you can also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our Soul Wizard t-shirts. Uh, look good while you're representing the show. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping there. We have a link right on the website. Click on that A, do your Amazon shopping, and uh, receive your products. Now, where you get the stuff that you ordered and you get to help out Soul Wizard too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and you know what? Give us a five star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean, we're on Google Play Music, and we are also on Spotify. Uh, you can find our show along with some other fantastic podcasts on the Nerd podcastmafia.com website back to you joey i am thanos give me all your special rocks <laughs> what the, the hell is that <laughs> oh, i'll send you the links <laughs> I don't think I wanted to. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I shouldn't have asked. Oh, that. you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we definitely got some news to talk about this week. Mark Ellis, what have you brought for us this week? Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So in this week in nerdy news, we have an announcement for the upcoming Indiana Jones movie. Um, this whole time when I was reading the news, I thought it was going to be Jake Kasdan that was going to be writing Indiana Jones 5. Um, turns out that's, that is incorrect. Uh, Jake Kasdan is actually the one that directed Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, and he's going to be doing Jumanji 3. John Kasdan is the one that's going to be doing Indiana Jones 5. He's, he also did Solo, A Star Wars Story with his dad, Lawrence Kasdan. So since he already has experience writing a young Harrison Ford character, how do we feel about him jumping aboard the Indiana Jones train to write more Harrison Ford? Let's start with Joey. Uh, okay. <laughs> did you enjoy Did you enjoy Solo enough to think that this guy could be good for Indiana Jones? I liked uh, Solo enough, um, but the thing with Solo that gives me pause is we kept hearing from uh, Kathleen Kennedy that oh, they've just got this amazing script and we can't we can't dare deviate from the script and that's why we have to fire the directors and just had to make this movie because of the amazing script and it was all right but you know okay that that, that was the amazing where's the amazing script is it behind <laughs> the script for solo somewhere or like where, where is this thing so i don't know i mean it was a serviceable movie it, it's definitely not a name that makes me sit up and take notice you know like somebody says quentin tarantino is making a movie and this is what it's about right I'm like, all right, I, I don't give a shit what it's about. I'm in, you know, mm -hmm. like certain certain people, certain directors, or writers, filmmakers, actors, they do a project and you're just like, whatever, let's go. You know, I like how Aubrey hears that Tom Cruise is making, you know, a new Mission Impossible movie and she's already got tickets, you know, like. <laughs> and by Aubrey, exactly. by, one. you don't mean Aubrey from our from our little Soul Wizard podcast show, do you? Right, right. She loves the money. 
Right, right at the fucking gates. Here I am. <laughs> Tom Cruise, number one fan. La Momia. <laughs> but uh, th- this guy is not one of those people, so I, I don't really care. I love Indiana Jones, but I'm very wary of this because I just I don't know what the hell is it even going to be about. Like the dude is old, like old. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. He's going to be. How I feel about it. He's going to be even older once they start filming and a movie. Right, because he got pushed back again. <laughs> Does Harrison Ford even want to do this? Like that's the other thing. Does he even well, care? Well, the big uh, social media kerfuffle. Uh, that's a new word, kerfuffle, this week, was uh, Harrison Ford was actually up here in western Massachusetts uh, in the town of Amherst looking at colleges with his son. So if you put two and two together, now you know why he suddenly wants to be in Star Wars and Indiana Jones again. He's got to pay for that college. <laughs> Massachusetts yeah, schools are in Massachusetts where you can't afford to live. Exactly. They're going to tax you if you breathe. <laughs> yeah. You want to see some scary housing prices? Head on up to Mass. So, Aubrey, what did you think about uh, John Kasdan doing Indiana Jones 5? Were you a fan of his writing in Solo? And, you know, I didn't hate Solo, but it, it's just like, okay. Yeah. It's not like something that's, just like Joey said, it's not like something that I'm getting here and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so great. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, it just, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. I didn't, you know, I, are we really at the point to Hollywood where, like, we have nothing else to write about so we're just going to continue to redo old movies like is that where we're we're at right now is that what we're doing (laughs) that's that's where we've been Aubrey for the past like 10 years it's obnoxious I agree let's redo the breakfast club while we're at it or 16 candles you know if we're just going to ruin everything might as well (laughs) do those too right well, 16 Candles would be really boring based on my interactions with my teenage daughter because it would just be people laying in their room playing on their phone all day. The movie. <laughs> Watching YouTube. That's right. They could, they could have it be like 16 subscribers. Oh, my God. She's trying to get the attention of her crush at school, <laughs> so she does some YouTube. All right. I am writing the first draft as soon as this episode is over. We're going to make, we're gonna make money. She does her makeup. And he pays attention. I love it. I love it. We're going to sell it. We're going we're gonna to sell it to Fox because, uh, you know, we're good with him. Yeah, you know that they pay attention to what we're saying. Exactly. Hey, yo, Fox, I got a movie idea for you. All right, so- Anybody else want to step up and mess with this podcast? Because in a few months, there's not going to be a Fox anymore. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. Who's next? <laughs> We've demolished them single-handedly. It only took four years. That's right. We did it. All right, so uh, in other comic book movie news, uh, it looks like our long national nightmare is over. We have a lead for the Morbius movie that we've all been waiting for. Your friend and ours, Jared Leto, will be playing Morbius the Vampire for Sony's uh, Spider-Universe that doesn't have Spider-Man. I'm not too familiar with this character. I know that he was, um, I believe there was some kind of comic book tie-in with him in Blade, I think I remember hearing a while ago, but I'm not too familiar with this character. I don't mind Jared Leto anymore. I used to hate his ass uh, big time back in the day, but I've grown to like him. So, you know, whatever Sony wants to do, it's their money. They can go ahead and do it. Aubrey, how do you feel about Jared Leto playing Morbius in an upcoming movie? God, I don't want to see him in anything. He shouldn't act. What? I don't like him in anything. Not even my so-called life? No, nothing. Nothing. 
I like him in nothing. All right, Joey, what about you? He's so weak. I need more plasma. <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, who, who the fuck wants this movie? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. I don't get it. There's a. We have the the Sony Spider-Man also not featuring <laughs> Spider-Man Cinematic Universe asterisk. Spider-Man Cinematic Universe may not feature Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto sucks. <laughs> I hate that guy. He looks like Jesus with his shitty long hair and beard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And his shitty band. <laughs> He's gonna like mail all his co-stars on Morbius like used condoms <laughs> with plasma in them. <laughs> yeah, see, back in the day, I was not a fan of his, but I, I've grown to like him. I've grown to like him. Uh, right around like Fight Club days, I was like, "Fuck that guy." But was uh, it was it his turn in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine when he's walking around in a kimono? <laughs> That's what it was. Right, like I'm da- I'm down for this dude. Um, uh, there's there's two levels to this that sucks. One. Why does anybody want to see this? I mean, I get the uh, attraction of the character a little bit because they featured him in the 90s animated series for Spider-Man for like three seasons. So I get it. You know, he's got some cult popularity, but there's no like Morbius storyline from the comics that like desperately needs to be told as a movie. Right. Um, he, He works better as a villain. Like, it'd be cool if you could bring him into some sort of movie and then have Blade as a part of it. Now, Sony doesn't have the rights to Blade. And it just feels like they're using all these characters and then that just means we're not going to get them in actual Marvel movies. Like makes it even worse. Now who has the rights to blade is a Marvel. Do they still own a Marvel has blade? Yeah. All right. So if Sony Those make, rights reverted back to Marvel, no. if Sony makes a good Morbius movie, you know, a good quote unquote vampire movie set in the Marvel universe, it, it's possible that they could be trying to squeeze blade back in there back with Sony. Yeah. But Marvel's not going to let them use it. It's they only only have the Spider-Man movies crossover with Marvel. Oh, maybe they want to go halfsies. I don't know. Seems like a waste of time and money. Yes, it does. And I thought Jared Leto was already playing a, a hitman something for our Valiant comic books, comic book universe. Yeah, wasn't he? What, what was he supposed to play? It was like a, a mob guy that got turned into RoboCop or something. No, no, no. You're thinking of uh, Bloodshot. Oh. That's now being played by Vin Diesel. Oh, so Jared Leto's not doing it anymore. Right. Ah, all right. Well, there you go. He has like two Joker movies and now a Morbius movie lined up. He's good. All right. So uh, speaking of the DC Universe, uh, the platform uh, was announced before. We talked about it a little bit before about them doing their streaming service. Uh, They sprinkled a little a few little tidbits out to us this week. Uh, it's going to be launching this fall. Uh, the beta is going to start in August and they will be doing movies, animated TV shows, and their newly produced TV shows like uh, Titans. The commercials seem interesting. Uh, they did kind of notate that they were going to be, you're going to have access to comic books too. I didn't really dig that deep into it though, but Joey, what did you think of the DC universe announcement for this week? Um, I got to see pricing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, I see the price. It uh it's interesting. I am interested in some of those shows, Titans and uh Swamp Thing actually might be interesting. And I it's got comics. That's one of the things I was looking for is comics, but it's 
it's not like Marvel Unlimited. So Marvel Unlimited that you sign up for, it's everything they've ever published up to six months ago. So the new issues run six months behind, but you can go all the way back to like 1963 and start reading Spider-Man if you wanted to. Right. This is curated selections, <laughs> which is, means that no, it's not what it's going to be. So I wouldn't be able to sit down and even just the most recent run of Batman possibly sit down and just read from issue one to 50. Like it's going to be curated selections and you can't see me making quotations with my fingers. But so I don't know what that means. And that kind of scares me. And I don't know. I don't really give a shit about like old movies and TV shows because the Internet provides, you know, I, don't, I can't remember a time in my life that I've ever had a hankering to watch like 70s Wonder Woman in HD. Yeah. Not enough. Well, not enough that I need to pay like fifteen dollars a month for a subscription service. So eh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's certainly more interesting than it just being the TV shows at this point. So we'll see what what the pricing looks like. And I want to learn more about what they're doing with the comics. But it's still not a no at this point. It's 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 close. I'd say it's about like 80 percent. No, but it's not 100 percent. No, right now. OK, good. They haven't com- lost you completely yet. No, it was 100% no when it was just going to be TV sh- new TV shows, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aubrey, um, I wouldn't imagine there was anything in this commercial that would have enticed you at all, but what did you think of it? Was there, was there anything else that might seem interesting to you? I didn't watch the commercial, but I did read an article. Yeah. Um, and every, like, I like Teen Titans and everything, so Titans will be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Doom Patrol looks really cool, and Swamp Thing looks really cool, but... The Harley Quinn show, like I was reading a synopsis and it said it follows Harley's adventures after she breaks up with the Joker. Right. Come the fuck on. <laughs> Please no. This, that show is going to be trash. Nothing but trash. I don't want to fucking see it. It's going to be fucking stupid. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be aiming for a more mature, because it is animated. I don't, know if, I don't know if they're going to be aiming for a more mature type of cartoon, or if it's just going to be like a goofy, I don't know, like Sex in a City, but animated story. I feel like it's just going to make me angry. I'm going to watch like two seconds of it, and I'm instantly going to be pissed off. Now, it, they do, or they will have every single episode of Batman an Animated Series on there, which is pretty cool to find it, have it all in one place. Is that something that entices you to think about getting it? And that might not be so bad. Yeah, nah, they I didn't. I noticed they didn't show any scenes from Smallville. So that right there, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, Smallville is exclusive to Hulu, like forever. I think. Well, at least for a certain for period now. of time. And uh, Netflix has exclusive agreements with the CW. So right. any of those shows, uh, they go on to Netflix, and that's it. Yeah, that's what. I, that's the other thing I was going to bring up. Um, what's the point of having DC Universe if you can't watch the hottest new dc shows that are out that they're not producing so um having to go right to netflix that 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 seems like another mark against it all right so uh and then we got our first look at the new m night Shyamalan uh poster for his new movie glass that's coming out your favorite director mark (laughs) one of my all-time favorite directors mr Shyamalan. but i will say even though i wasn't that big of a fan of split um, the idea of him making a unbreakable cinematic universe is intriguing, and the poster design looks pretty dope. Um, Aubrey, did you get a chance to take a look at the uh, the gla- quote-unquote glass uh, teaser poster? Well, Mark, I know how you feel about M. Night Shyamalan. What is glass even supposed to be about? You cannot contain who you are. Sir Mix-a-Lot. 
<laughs> is trying to make a sequel to his hit song, Put Him on the Glass. Uh-huh. And only the combined powers of characters from M. Night Shyamalan's former movies can make it happen. Oh, I see. <laughs> so all three of the Weird. Right. So it's uh, James McAvoy and his character from Split, and then Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson's characters from Unbreakable. They're all together in a psych ward, and this poster is bringing them all together. Which I, I don't know. What, what do you think of the design of it, Aubrey? You know, it's actually kind of a cool poster. Mm-hmm. I like the colors. I don't know. I might actually see it just to see it. Mm, cool. cool. I saw I saw um, the hell with a Split. Yep. And sp- that movie was freaking weird. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's his thing, though, is weird crap. So I probably will see it just because it looks so weird. And, you know, we'll probably have to see it for the podcast anyway, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Joey, you were a big Unbreakable fan. What did you think of this poster? Is this enticing oh, at all? Um, it's kind of a boring poster, to what? be quite honest with you. <laughs> It's just Come people on. standing there. <laughs> it's just people standing there. No, they're they're sitting there in their crazy minds, locked up in a in the uh, you know crazy the asylum. But that was the whole point. But then of the Unbreakable refl- was that they they weren't crazy. That was the quote unquote twist at the end of Unbreakable. They weren't nuts. They actually were a supervillain and superhero. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not everyone ag- will agree to that. I would assume that that's what the the point of this movie is. They're going well, up against. Them. I. I loved Unbreakable. Love it. I actually I really liked Split. It was good. I thought that was a good movie too. So I'm interested. I'm very interested. I'm excited to see this going forward. I just think it takes a lot of brass balls to name your movie Glass. Because if it sucks, you know what's going to happen. People are going to start calling it ass. <laughs> I think maybe that might only be you, Joey, but we'll, we'll see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hey, you know, it can't be worse than the crappening, you know. Yeah, there you go. I can't wait for Lady in the Water to show up in the after credit scene. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't Bryce Dallas Howard in, in one of those? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. See. I wish she lived in my pool. <laughs> All right, so then the last thing is uh Showtime is putting together a live action Halo TV show. Uh, they want to get into the original programming game or they want to stay in the original programming game. Halo is the title that they're going to be aiming for. Ten episodes is going to start in the year 2020. Uh, it's going to be headlined, or not headlined, but oversaw by the director of the first Planet of the Apes reboot, uh, Rupert Wyatt, who did a, a really good job with uh, that very first rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I don't play Halo. I have no idea what the show could even be about, but uh, I don't know. The Showtime is, they're not they're not cheap. They spend money on their shows. So this could be interesting. Aubrey, you play video games, so you must know what the what a Halo TV show would be like. What do you think about this? Oh, uh, they already had a Halo TV show. It's called Red and Blue. Really? What channel did it come on? It it was just like online videos. Uh, they were animated. Oh. I just think that um, I don't want to see any video game anything unless it's Dead Space. Once they make a Dead Space, either TV show or movie, like whatever they make a Dead Space thing of, I'll be fine with anything else they want to put out. But until then, no. Because everything they've put out is shit. Hmm. And you can't ruin Dead Space. You already did it with Alien. Well, I've never played Dead Space, so I'll just I'll be patiently waiting for the movie right along with you, Aubrey. It's pretty much like Alien. When it comes down to it, it's almost like Alien. 
Joey, what about you? What do you think of uh, a Halo TV show on Showtime? They already had a Halo TV show. It starred uh, Luke Cage. Right. And how many episodes did that last? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Halo's got a really cool backstory and like mythology. So if that's what we're basing it on, I'm, I'm down. You know, I'm always down for any kind of weird Space Marines uh, combat stuff going on. So I'll check it out. If it sucks, that would be very disappointing because they've been trying to do this for God. How long have they been trying to do this, Aubrey? It feels like 20 years almost, like 14, 15 years they've been trying to make a Halo something. Halo's been out for years. It's like the go-to game on the first Xbox. So I remember when... Now, early 2000s. Wow. At least like 15 years or so. I remember when uh, Peter Jackson was developing it um, probably about like 10 years ago. Um, and it was close to uh, being in production, and, and then that fell apart. So I know it's been at yeah. least ten years since they've been working on it. The first one came out in two thousand one, so yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost twenty years. <laughs> they've been working on this a long time, and I think a lot of the uh, designs and stuff that uh, the guy from District Nine was working on it too. Yep, he used a lot of that stuff in Elysium. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was supposed to be directing a Halo movie, and since that fell apart, he's like, I'll just take my shit, take my toys, and go somewhere else with it. And we all know how that turned out. So, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much uh, all of the news that I have. Awesome. So, um, now we're going to talk a little bit about me and Marcellus's trip to Comic-Con at Foxwoods Resort Casino this past weekend. This was the second year that Altered Reality Entertainment has put on Comic-Con at Foxwoods. And I'm very happy to report it did not hurt my ankle in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Before this, uh, before this convention, so I was able to walk around like a normal person, mm, a normal person that hadn't slept in like a day. Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to set the uh, set the stage, um, at work I have someone on vacation this week, so we're understaffed. And Thursday was rough. It was rough. And then Fridays are always rough because those are our busiest days. This week was even worse because our store had inventory, so. Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were really light because they there's no they have to count everything. They don't want to bring in a whole bunch more shit. They have to count. So Thursday, Friday were rough. Mm. <laughs> and Friday morning, I got out of work. I came home. I took a shower, and Mark picked me up. <laughs> I did not sleep, so I was, I was a little I was a little rough, a little rough around the edges. Yep. So it was a long drive to the casino, and then you had to walk around. But you made That's it. That's okay. You, you were you were a trooper. You made it. I. I I, I was impressed. Wait till Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we start with the good? So what were the good things about Comic-Con for you, Mark? Uh, the good things were the fact that I got to uh, run into some old friends and I got to purchase a couple of uh, independent comic books, which is my thing. It's what I love to do. Um, meeting some new podcasters was pretty cool. And uh, getting some art was a uh, Art from a artist that I didn't know was going to be there was actually pretty cool too. Um, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good show. It wasn't super super crowded, uh, just busy enough. And um, uh, having it in a casino is nice because there's very, there's a lot of space to like move around. Um, it's not all it's not like the main part is in one one room and then there's like smaller places to go around. The whole thing is kind of uh, it's kind of open. So yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I enjoyed the entire experience. Of having it there at that casino. Sweet. Now, um, what comics did you pick up? 
I picked up an independent book from El Guapo Comics called Gods and Soldiers. Uh, it's done by Cesar Feliciano, who um, I wasn't too familiar with, but he did a panel with uh, Angry Geeks last year. And uh, he's such a cool dude. Um, he, I was so impressed with him. I started following him on, on Twitter and uh, uh, you know started following his artwork and seeing his style. So uh, when I saw him there and saw he had a new book, I, I definitely had to pick it up. So I picked up that and I picked up a copy of Punk Taco from our buddy uh, MC Illis or Adam Walenta. Uh, him and his son put together a book called Punk Taco that is just like a beautiful kid's book. And uh, I have a copy already. You can actually find a review of it on the soulwizardpodcast.com website. Um, but it's such a cool book and I have friends that have, um, have little kids. So I definitely wanted to get a book for them uh, so that they could take a look at it because it's a really good all ages kids book and uh, it's done in such a beautiful style. So, uh, yep, I got those two main books and then some other artwork. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it as well. Huge shout out to those guys for giving us press access to the show so we could, uh, you know, get in and check the whole thing out. It felt a lot busier than last year. I don't know if it was or not, but in terms of people walking around and like doing stuff and interacting at the booths, it felt like there was a lot more people there. I don't know if you felt that way as well, Mark. No, no, it didn't. It seemed like it was about the same. It didn't seem like there was, hmm. it didn't seem like there was more at all. Maybe it was just a different layout or something. I don't know. It just felt to me like it was busier. But yeah, I mean, it was cool. We got to see our friends at the Angry Geeks show. Um, we ran into Steven from uh, Super Retro Throwbacks and Zombie Leader. And uh, yeah, and then we got to walk around. We, we checked out a whole bunch of booths and some cool stuff. We went to some cool panels. Um, yeah, I really liked it. It was inside. It was air conditioned. You know, Foxwoods is great because it's easy to get inside and park it's not like you know go to some cons and you're parking you know two two or three blocks away and you have to pay to park all day and this is just pull up park boom down the elevator we're in so that that part was pretty awesome um i didn't hurt my ankle in the (laughs) intervening weeks beforehand so i could walk around like a normal person good times yeah i almost drove to the wrong casino though because there's (laughs) not really you know there's only like two major casinos that are both kind of close to each other but not far from here. So, you know, I assumed we were going to one and the GPS was heading in that direction. So, uh, yeah, there was a there was a probably like a 30 second moment of panic. Like, holy shit, we are going to the raw casino. But uh, I'm like watching Mark getting off the highway. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the GPS was right. We were going past one casino to get to the other one. Thank God. <laughs> At least we didn't drive to the wrong state or anything. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that that, that could be coming up in the next trip. <laughs> Give it time. You probably would have caught on to that a lot sooner, though, if you were driving to the wrong state. Yeah, you would think so. I I've done that before. I've driven. <laughs> I've driven from one. I was state. trying to give you some credit, Mark, and mm-hmm. here you go, just annihilating it. Oh, I appreciate it, Arby. That's very sweet of you. I keep it real. Trying. I keep it real. Trying. <laughs> so, Mark, the big question the listeners are going to have. Did you participate in nerd speed dating while at the con? <laughs> uh, yeah, despite all of the huge signs all over the place uh, asking for contestants for this thing, uh, no, I did not do it. Uh, partly because uh, I know Joey was really tired and I didn't want to keep him there all day as me and, uh. a, me and a future Mrs. Uh, Marky Mark share our love at, uh, <laughs> at Foxwoods. You just uh, didn't want to pay for lunch because it's how expensive the fucking food was. 
<laughs> like you take this box of popcorn and enjoy it. That's right. No, you don't get in. You don't get a soda. You don't get a well in the current year. I think you guys can split, and it's not uh, considered right. Right, Aubrey? Yes, I tried buying breakfast this morning. The only I was turned down. Chivalry. Oh. That's a gentleman. I haven't actually had to go on a date in like <laughs> 23 years, but I'm pretty sure that panties aren't dropping if you're splitting the check. So. Well, I think when you're married too, it's it's not just your money. It's it's well, yeah, oh, yeah, our money, money goes so into it. Doesn't that. Count. That, see that that's when now we're now we're getting into a tangent. But when Jen and I go out to eat, it's not very often we are lucky if we go on a date every three months. You know, the check comes and they, they put it in front of me and then Jen takes it and pays for it with her debit card. And it always makes me feel like a schmuck. But at the same time, that's my money, too. Like, right. <laughs> like we have a one checking account where both of our money goes into. So Jen, Jen is one that has the access to it. But <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me feel like a schmuck sometimes. But all right. That, that's enough. So, Mark, you did not participate in speed dating. Uh, no, that is a negative. Uh, no speed dating. Sorry, kids. There's no interesting stories for you. Damn it. Well, we did walk by the room, and we didn't see any ladies out front. Surprise. But, uh, Surprise. We did see a selection of males looking for action. <laughs> and I can tell you, Mark would have been the bell of the ball if we could have got him in that room. Yeah, I didn't even bother looking at that room. I didn't make eye contact with any of those people that were associated with that thing. I was trying to push him into the room. <laughs> He's just not having it in any way, shape, or form. That's not, yeah, he's not kidding. That almost happened. <laughs> awesome. So why don't you uh, talk a little bit about the panels that we attended, Mark? Yeah. So uh, Joey dragged me to uh, Bob Layton, um, an artist that worked on Iron Man. I legendary. Was, uh, legendary. Comic book artist. Yes. Worked yeah. on classic run of Iron Man and co-created most of the Valiant universe. Yeah, and Joey, Joey told me, he's like, yeah, if you looked at a, a picture of Iron Man from, you know, this certain time frame, chances are you know this guy's artwork. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who this guy is. So we went to see his panel, and he is awesome. I implore anyone who, uh, if you're at a convention and Bob Layton is there doing a panel, definitely go see him. Because he is Tony Stark. Like, everyone thinks that Robert Downey Jr. kind of in, in, embodies Tony Stark to the fullest. It's it's not everything that almost everything that that Downey learned he learned from Bob Layton. Uh, Bob Layton is a world class speaker, creator, um, and he you know he, there's no BS about him at all. He's really down to earth. So I really enjoyed that panel, and I, I got to ask him a question. I got to ask a, a Hollywood producer an actual movie question, which is a thrill for me. And he did mention he's uh, heading off to what do you say South Africa? Yeah, he's going to South Africa to start. Um, Vin Diesel is Bloodshot is going to start filming soon, and he's heading off to uh, South Africa to be a part of all that. Yeah, that, so that was pretty awesome. That's very cool. It's very very cool. Um, that's not that I kind of know who the guy is. I'm definitely more interested in in this upcoming movie. Excellent. And then where did we do after that? And then the other panel we went to was uh, for Christopher Judge. He was in Stargate, the TV show uh, Stargate S. G one. Uh, no, let's be real. I don't like Stargate. I never watched Stargate. Right. And we really only went to this panel because our good friends and you heard Lewis on the show a few weeks ago. The uh, Angry Geeks were moderating it, and we want to support our friends. And I could imagine the worst thing in the world would be to be doing a panel and there's no one there, especially at a con where there's actually people there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one thing if you're at a show, uh, you're a mini con, uh, where there's like 15 <laughs> people at the con. And no one comes to your panel. Well, that makes sense. 
But if you're at a big giant show like this and you have a panel and there's like two people in the audience, it'd probably make you feel really bad. So we're always going to try to show up to their panels and at least, uh, you know, support our friends. Right. Especially now that they've added Jamie to the team. <laughs> Who was still walking around in her, in her hella outfit. You know, Joey's trying to convince her. Maybe she should, you know, do like a t-shirt and jeans like Jeremy. And, well, and, you know, uh, I just that, asked, right? you know, how come, you know, Lewis and Jeremy are in, uh, you know, T-shirt and shorts, and they make her dress up in, like, cosplay costumes. <laughs> right. <laughs> she should be, be able to dress down, too. But she is a cosplayer. That was kind of her point. Right, But right, uh, right. before we had a chance to, like, really talk to her about it, Lewis dragged her away. I think he... Yeah, he's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, at the, the Christopher Judge uh, panel that they were moderating, which they, Lewis and Jeremy and, uh, and Jamie, they did a really good job. They did a, actually a great job. Uh, going through the panel, Christopher Judge is—he's a really good guest too. He's another guy that speaks, uh, has a lot of stories to tell. Arbor, he told a really good story about getting beat up on a set of uh, *The Dark Knight Rises*, and how he's with my uh, man. No, not by your man. By uh, I know, right? That would have been great. But he—he he was close enough. He did—he did work uh, close to to Tom Hardy. So oh, lucky man. Yeah, he did mention that Tom Hardy was short. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> that's true that's true but yeah yeah he was really funny he was really funny he had a lot of really cool stories to tell and um i don't think his character is that that exciting on a tv show from what i can remember a little bit that i've seen but it definitely made me interested in his work so i would definitely follow him and uh, uh follow his progress whatever projects he's working on because he's a really cool dude he's a really cool dude yeah he was hilarious and uh the panel was great. I, the, when it ended, I was like, oh, I don't want it to end. <laughs> I could have sat there for another hour and listened to them talk about stuff, which is especially for so- something I had zero interest in, I think mm-hmm. was uh, is pretty ringing endorsement. And it actually made me think maybe I should go and watch an episode of Stargate <laughs> right. just to give it a chance. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good job to uh, to the angry geeks for uh, for piloting that ship. It was it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, and I put it on Twitter too. If you if you're at a convention and Christopher Judge is doing a panel, I definitely suggest you go check it out. He is awesome. Sweet. All right. Any um anything bad about the show? We we did the good. Anything bad? Uh, it's really far away from <laughs> from, from where I live. <laughs> I know the ride home went quick for me because yeah. I practically <laughs> slept the whole time. <laughs> I kept fighting to not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is no way you you deserve to sleep, dude. That you had a long, long fucking day. I was such a mess when I got out of the car to go home in my driveway that I forgot to give Mark money for gas. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't record yesterday. It would have been an awful, awful mm. podcast. Yeah, I didn't really have any any negatives or bad things this year. They corrected any of the problems they had with the doors where they weren't letting people in and out of certain doors last year that caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, the only bad for me was I lost $40 on slot machines. So, Yeah, yeah, relatively quickly, too. <laughs> you left and came back right, almost right away. So that's gone. <laughs> it goes fast. <laughs> you know, there was one thing that I was kind of disappointed about this year. They didn't have the Mach 5 there at all. Right. And there was a guy just a speed racer that I kept seeing the entire time I was there. And I'm like, oh, poor dude. He's probably hoping that it would be there this year. That made that made two of us. And you know, the other thing that was disappointing, at least to me, was that we kept uh, we we walked around the floor a lot 
And it seemed like certain, I'm not going to name any names, but certain celebrity guests were just never at their table. Ever. I would have uh, liked to have met a couple of them and maybe seen if we could have uh, gotten a picture or uh, even a sound drop for the show. But they were literally never at their table. (laughs) So there's nothing we could do about that. Maybe sometimes people like to be out amongst the... Amongst the crowd. Amongst the unwashed masses. Exactly. <laughs> and we did meet, yeah, we met the uh, guys from Undercover Capes. And they're actually from Massachusetts, which was pretty cool. So we had a longer drive than us. Yes, <laughs> so definitely. If you can believe that. But, but we they had a, a table there, so we talked to them for a little while about podcasting and stuff. And, and we're definitely going to be checking out their stuff. Maybe a crossover in the future. But, you know. We always say that, and then it takes like six to eight months to actually cross over because everybody's busy as fuck. Um, but yeah, it was great. I had a really good time at Comic Con. I huge thanks out to Sue and everybody over there, Alter Reality, for getting us the press passes. I would definitely circle it on your calendar for next year because it, it's a really cool environment. I think to go to the con and the casino because, like Mark said, you know, there's other stuff to do there too. So you can leave the con, go get something to eat, and you're not ever driving away like if we're at um rhode island or you know all these other conventions that we go to and we want to go grab food it means we have to leave drive somewhere park get food come back unless you want to eat crappy con food Mm -hmm. um whereas this you know we literally walked like 20 feet and then we ate at fuddruckers so (laughs) yeah and no we had burgers that were uh not small i got a one pound burger aubrey (laughs) that is incredible we have a place here called um cheeburger and they have stuff. That, they have a one-pound burger. I hadn't eaten since four thirty in the morning. Did so you eat the entire thing. Yeah, I did. It was about about two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon when we went to eat finally. And uh, fucked. <laughs> I, just, I housed it. And the lady's like, "How do you want it cooked?" And I'm like, "Can you put a cow on a bun?" <laughs> <laughs> as rare as possible. And they cooked it super rare, which is awesome. So yeah, I tore it up. And then I didn't eat again. I still haven't eaten yet. It's like <laughs> five o'clock the next day. I still haven't eaten again. So, a burger was the size of your head, dude. It was huge. It was. It was monstrous. Yeah, I was gonna take. A, then, I was gonna take a picture of it, but I couldn't get it in frame. I'd have to go into the booth next to us in order to get the right. burger in frame. Well, then I saw out of the corner of my eye a uh, cosplayer that we know that I follow on Instagram was also eating in there, and I was gonna go say hi, but then I realized I was eating the most disgusting like. <laughs> gigantic burger and I was covered in like grease and mayonnaise and I'm like I'm not going to go talk to this person right now <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass hi I'm Joey from So Wizard I'm covered in, in ketchup, <laughs> and, mustard ketchup and, and grease, and grease. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody was to see that so yeah that was an awesome time um, looking forward to some more conventions there what's coming up next on our convention list here I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> something I'm not going to say certain ones because I don't know if they're going to give us press access as of yet. So (laughs) we'll see. Might be some stuff coming up in August. Might not. I'm definitely going to New York Comic Con in October, but I'm going as a pleb. We're not going as press, so I will probably just be trying to get pictures with hot cosplayers the whole time. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Rhode Island coming up in November and Bing Con in October. So, yep. Cool stuff going on. Cool, cool yeah. stuff. So, yeah, if you guys want to check out uh, some of the experiences of uh, this past Comic Con, you can definitely follow us on Twitter. Um, they, we took some pictures and posted them there in our on our Facebook page too. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the people that we met, uh, you can definitely find pictures there and follow them. 
All right. So what do you have for us uh, for content here from Comic-Con, Mark? Well, there was a question that my friend threw at me at work the other day that kind of baffled me. And um, it was, do you think that a Jedi's lightsaber can cut through Captain America's shield? And, no. <laughs> and, but before you answer, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, he asked me that. And honestly, I had to take a second to think about it. It actually kind of stopped me in my tracks because... Uh, I don't. I had to really think about it. So I thought this would be an interesting question to ask uh, a few of the people that I came across at Comic Con. So first, I asked the creators of Punk Taco, Adam and his adorable little son Makuna, uh, who was just having a field day being at the convention, uh, looking at Batman and Superman like walking around. And he he loved. It. He's just like the the cutest little kid. Um, I asked them what they thought the answer would be: lightsaber versus Captain America shield and a. Uh, this was their answer. All right, so we are at Comic-Con at Foxwoods, and I have a question for the creators of Punk Taco, uh, one of the great all-ages kids' books that I've had a chance to read. Uh, we are with Makana and Adam. Now, here's my question for you guys. Do you think a Jedi's lightsaber can cut through Captain America's shield? No. Makana, what do you think? No. You don't think so? Why not? Because, do you know what Cap Shield is made of? That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, Adam, what about you, man? I say absolutely not. And the reason why is if you go back to even Phantom Menace when they're cutting through that big metal door and they're having a hard time doing that, Vibranium's got to be stronger than that metal door, right? So I don't think so, no. I absolutely agree with you. All right, guys, thank you very much. Thank you very for much appearing. for talking to us. So, yeah, so you guys should uh, definitely follow uh, Adam on Twitter. Uh, follow Punk Taco at Twitter to at Punk Taco. And uh, if you have a kid that uh, would like a book, uh, check, check it out. It's a really good book. Great for kids. Great for all ages, actually. I loved it. And then uh, I actually ran into uh, Rich Woodall, who I didn't know was going to be there. Uh, he is the creator of Johnny Raygun, and he's putting together a new book called Space Force. Uh, he's actually doing a Kickstarter for that too. So, um, yeah, definitely follow the link that we have, uh, that we're going to have on uh, our social media and, uh, support his, uh, his comic book. It's called Space Force. It's going to be, well, I'll let him describe it to you. And I also asked him that question too. All right. So it's Marky Mark, Mark Ellis. I'm still at Comic-Con. I'm walking around, uh, getting some interviews right now. I am talking to Rich Woodall, the creator of Johnny Raygun and also, of Space Force, upcoming book that's available on Kickstarter now where you can uh, support and uh, back the project. Rich, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for uh, coming over and talking to me. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So, Rich, tell me a little bit about Space Force. Tell me what it's all about because the artwork looks pretty dope. Oh, thank you. The, uh, the, the art is going to be done by a guy named Dennis Hart. Um, the book itself is going to be... Uh, the president gets a crazy idea that he needs to build a space force to protect us from something and um the the actual book is gonna take place on the moon uh it's gonna deal with the day-to-day life of the space force in a in a way that's similar to the office so if you can imagine a military in space version of the office Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm shooting for there that's fantastic. Now, this is a uh, it's a Kickstarter project, is that right? Yes, sir. It's uh, it's active right now. If you go to Kickstarter and search Space Force, you should come up. All right, Space Force, S-P-A-C-E-F-O-R-C-E. And Rich, let me ask you one of the nerdiest questions that's been going around the internet right now. Do you think a Jedi's lightsaber can cut through 
Captain America's shield? That is a tough one. I'm I'm thinking the vibranium in the shield can hold up to a lifesaver. That's that's my thoughts. I'm thinking it can keep it away. Yeah. There are no wrong answers, but that is the correct answer, my friend. Okay. I will tell you that. As a Rich, thank you very much. Thank you. So yet, yeah, so follow uh, Rich Woodall. Uh, I came across him. Uh, I came across his Kickstarter because of a commercial that he produced for Kickstarter. Uh, he got a little help from our uh, our buddy Tom Van Zant. He of not another nerdy podcast. He helped Rich out with the commercial, and I thought the commercial was hysterical. So uh, yeah, I pledged, and I definitely think you should check it out and pledge too. All right, so that kind of wraps up our Comic Con coverage. Uh, Mark, what do you got for us in terms of this cool interview? Yeah, so there I, another creator that I came across this week. Um, actually, I've been a fan of his for a little while. He's another Massachusetts uh, creator. Uh, his name is Gordon McAlpin. He does a he did a comic strip that he turned into an animated uh, animated shorts. Now he did an animated short film that you can get on Amazon. Uh, it's called Multiplex Ten, and it's about the life of a couple of guys who work at movie theaters, which is something I can identify with completely. Uh, it's kind of Clerks, like a more geeky version of Clerks inside a movie theater. And they also do movie reviews too. So there, it's a wide range of things, but he's doing a Kickstarter to uh, make more animated content. And uh, like I said, I, I've come across him uh, a while ago and I wanted to talk to him. This seemed like a great opportunity and uh, he was down for it. So he's doing his Kickstarter and uh, he sat down and chatted with me uh, about his new project. And uh, here it is. Hello there. All right. So, folks, I am joined by a very special guest this week. I have Gordon McAlpin, the creator of Multiplex 10 uh, animated short that is uh, something that strikes me close and dear to my heart because I was a movie usher and uh, I've always laughed at uh, some of the experiences of working at a movie theater and wanted to at some point tell a story about some of the ridiculousness that happens there. Uh, Gordon is actually doing that, telling these stories uh, through comic book form and through animated form. So, Gordon, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Now, dude, how did you come up with this concept for Multiplex 10? Well, the short answer is that I sort of didn't. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the long, convoluted answer is that um, when I was in my mid 20s or so. I can't remember exactly now. Uh, a buddy of mine worked at a movie theater mm -hmm. and I had this weird second shift job and and we we're good friends. So, uh, you know, he got off at midnight. I got off at midnight. And so when I would finish my my weird ass job, uh, I would uh, I would just go to the movie theater and hang out until he was ready to, to get off of work. He was like an assistant manager. So it was OK. It wasn't like he was an usher right. with his buddy hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I, I spent like hours and hours there watching free movies, hanging out with uh, him or the other employees. Uh, and and so I just kind of observed what was going on there and. And, uh, and at one point I was, I was trying to think of like, you know, a, a comic to write and draw because, uh, at that time I, I, I was, I it was kind of slowly coming to terms with the fact that my style doesn't really lend itself to superheroes that well. And, um, and, uh, my hand-drawn art that is, it's separate from what, what multiplex kind of ended up as. But, mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, Kurt suggested that I do a comic strip about a movie theater. And, and I was like, no, that'd be stupid. <laughs> uh, and I was technically right, but you know, 
I, I kind of brushed it off at the time. A few years, uh, a few years later, I was uh, doing this other web comic called Stripped Books. I wanted to take it to its own website um, after being hosted at this book blog, and uh, and I wanted to come up with a backup feature that would uh, I'd be able to update every you know every week. At the time, it started off as a weekly strip. It moved up to twice a week, uh, and, and and so. I was like, what could I do really quick that, that, you know, that I could, you know, come up with something new every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it occurred to me that because there's new movies coming out every week, uh, and, and there weren't at that time, a whole lot of like movie themed web comics. Uh, there was a ton of video game stuff, but, but not a ton of movie stuff. So I was just like, okay, I'll do, I'll do that. And, didn't I didn't even realize until uh, several months had gone by. I'd been working on the idea and and probably uh, starting uh, probably starting to like uh, flesh it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and uh, and Kurt was like, you know, I mentioned that to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. And okay, to be fair, at that time when he first mentioned it to me, I was kind of in this like graphic novel mode. Right. I, I hate, I don't really like that term, but I wanted to do like a big, long 300 page story mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, a big thick book. And, and so that's the kind of story that I was thinking in terms of. And, and so I couldn't see a way to do that in, uh, about a movie theater in a way that would be particularly interesting. Um, because you couldn't really tie it to any current any new releases because it's not timely right. uh, you know it's going to take you a year to draw it uh and then it just so happens that uh after doing the strip for a couple of years um it started building an audience and i started getting interested in kind of developing the the lives of the characters and it kind of ended up turning into a 1200 page epic <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, it started off as more of a gag strip and then started focusing on the characters and blah, blah, blah. That's so great. like I said, that was a long answer. No. But <laughs> <laughs> that, no, yeah. That's awesome. I actually came uh, into the show through the, the YouTube video. Like I didn't even know there was a comic strip uh, beforehand. I just kind of recently discovered that. So I'm, awesome. I'm interested to go back and take a look at it because I did catch a couple of the pages. Um, and the artwork looks pretty cool. I'm like, oh, this is right up my alley. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back uh, yeah, and check it out. I, I got to admit, the, the first couple of years are, and especially the first year, are real rough, <laughs> art-wise especially. Uh, but even in terms of the writing, uh, I was just kind of like figuring out how to, you know, my, my writing voice, how to write a comic strip in, mm-hmm. in a, you know, a sensible way. Um, figuring out how to draw a comic strip with Adobe Illustrator, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I knew how to draw. Uh, but, but like figuring out how to draw a comic in illustrator is a whole different ball game. Um, it's, it's like, you know, you, you might be able to paint a couple of pictures, um, but, but figuring out how to paint an entire comic book, it's like, there's this whole extra set that you got of skills that you got to learn how to do. So, yeah, uh, I, but I'm really proud of uh, what the comic turned into. Um, obviously, I love the characters because I wouldn't have uh, ended the comic and then immediately rebooted it as an animated short and mm-hmm. then a web series. Um, I, I really love the the premise because literally there's new movies every week. Uh, right. And so there's something new to talk about every single week. Even if I'm not necessarily going to talk about every new release, there's some aspect of, of uh, working in a service industry or, uh, or movie culture 
that that's uh, you know constantly evolving and changing. Um, so it's a really fertile uh, you know premise to deal with, and uh, and that's kind of why I wanted to go back to it with the characters kind of instead of aging like they did in the comic strip where they, you know, the strip ended and they were like 30 and all managers and stuff. Um, the, the animated web series uh, would keep the characters at 18 forever. So, so that I can, you know, not really worry about continuity as much, right. um, you know, in a year they're still 18 and I'll have to be like, uh, okay, now, now Kurt's, uh, you know, 50 and working in a movie theater. <laughs> He's now, still an usher at 50. Mm, yeah. yeah I, I, I've, I've been there. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not quite 50 yet, but I, I did quit my movie theater job not too long ago. I was only there for the free movies, though. Yeah, you know, it's it's a perfectly good uh, fringe benefit. Yes, um, exactly. Now, how did you? Why did you make the jump from comic strips to animation? Uh, well, I'd always been interested in animation, and in fact, uh, I, I actually skipped over a little bit in the origin story of Multiplex. But uh, between Kurt suggesting me doing a comic strip about a movie theater and me actually literally doing a comic strip about a movie theater. Uh, I, I kind of entertained the idea of doing a, a an animated short, a mm -hmm. flash animated short. Um, it would have been in like in the nineties when flash animation was kind of in a bit of a boom. Right. And, but I could not figure out the software and, uh, and I couldn't wrap my head around the storyline. And there were a lot of aspects of the production that, that I, I wasn't sure how to do, like, how, how do you score it? Um, how, do you, how do you find voice actors right. that are any good? Uh, how do you edit it together? You know, I didn't have all the software that I needed. Um, and so I forget exactly how many years ago, five, between five and eight years or so, I'd been doing the comic for, for a long time, and, um, and some company hired me to do some concept drawing, some char you know, character designs and prop designs for, for an animated, uh, just a video about some app that actually never came out. <laughs> okay. But they paid me a lot of money, and I did like five or six of the videos. And it was a lot of fun. And after the first one, I was like, you know, I could just storyboard this, too, because I'm a cartoonist. And they were like, sure, do that. And uh, and while, you know, while it was going on, I was like, you know, well, now that I've actually kind of broken this down into parts, I, I feel like I could probably do the animation, too. Maybe not like as fluidly as like somebody from Disney, mm -hmm, right. <laughs> you know, but uh, but, you know, Certainly, uh, pretty well, and uh, and I, you know, if I'm perfectly blunt and honest about my my skills, um, I'm still a new animator. So like my animation skills are okay, but uh, but I think the the fact that the illustrations are good and the fact that I uh, I understand editing and and uh, timing and character and tone um, uh, pretty well, uh, it it kind of makes it all seem a little. <laughs> better animated than it really is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the movements that I I, uh, I try to shoot around a lot. You know, I try to avoid walk cycles and stuff <laughs> like that because they're real hard. They're real hard. But um, but yeah. So I originally wanted to do it as this animated short, and and so I always kind of wanted to. And then uh, I started doing more and more freelance animation projects and and actually animating some of them. And so at some point, I felt like I was ready to tackle. Uh, an, an animated short and, uh, you know, hooked up with some writer friends of mine uh, to, to kind of uh, make the story as good and funny as it possibly could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the, you know, the rest is history, I guess. Um, <laughs> All right. So you've been, you've been producing the animated shorts for about how long? A, a couple of years? Uh, 
Technically, uh, technically a year a because year. the the animated short we we funded it in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I started I started working on it. I got a, I had, I had a shoulder injury that sidelined me for about three months. Oh, but but we did. It was supposed to come out in September. It ended up being completed in December uh, and releasing to the public in uh, in January. But uh, you know, it took about four months to produce the whole thing um, and. Uh, and then post production and and all of the, just getting the mark you know the marketing stuff ready it just takes more time um, and then uh, in January alongside the release of the the short film we we uh, released the first web series episode too um, and so that one we I kind of like reconvened the writers room and and I was like hey so uh, I want to do like a handful of shorts just to kind of like promote the the animated short release mm-hmm. so uh, you know we did a couple of just short like one to two minute web series episodes and we just really had a lot of fun doing it. So we, we just kept going from there or a couple of blips, uh, in the, in the schedule, but we tried to release them every two weeks or so. And, uh, and we made technically six of them. One of them was kind of, uh, this just silly like news, uh, gag that I kind of don't really count as a web series <laughs> episode, but there's nowhere else on the YouTube channel to put it. So we just leave it there. Gotcha. Um, it's that's the uh, Avengers Infinity War one, uh, in case you're curious. But uh, but the other ones uh, are all in my mind, kind of just like one to three minute uh, short films, and uh, and they're all self-contained. And uh, you know, one of them we've submitted to film festivals as kind of like this micro short film, and uh, and so both that and the animated short have been accepted into a lot of festivals. Uh, they won a couple of minor awards, um, nothing anybody's ever really heard of, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's still. right. You, you can say it's award winning. That's all. Yeah, it, really it is. It is award winning, multiple award winning. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but, um, you know, it, they're, they're minor awards. Mm-hmm. They're not like, uh, it's not like Sundance or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and someday, someday. Someday. Right, yeah. So you're, so you are doing a Kickstarter right now for right. the upcoming project. Talk a little bit about right. uh, what you want to accomplish, uh, with this new Kickstarter. So the new Kickstarter is to fund um, additional episodes of, of the the web series, and we've also been doing these movie reviews on the side that are they're faster to produce and and kind of fun because it's just character moments between Jason and Kurt, but they are authentic reviews too, um, even though they're told by fictional characters. Um, and so so funding uh, a ten videos at least 10 videos actually, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, we haven't really written these things yet. We have to keep them timely. So we can't write them in advance. Uh, maybe a couple of them, uh, we have kind of half scripted because they are less, uh, you know, timely, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's really just saying, you know, the $20,000 says between August and October or November or really how lo- however long I can stretch that budget out, um, we'll be working on Multiplex 10. I'll be working on it full time. The the voice actors and, and everybody else, I just kind of bring them in when I need them, uh, which is, you know, on a regular basis. But like their time commitment's way less than mine. Right. Um, it's just, you know, it's uh, for me, it, it can be a full time job. I uh, there were points when we were working on the previous six episodes that um, that I was, you know, working on the script for one storyboarding another and animating another. So it can definitely keep me busy if people are interested. And the idea behind releasing it at that pace is, one, we could keep it more timely. Two, we have a better chance of uh, growing the YouTube audience Mm -hmm. um, so that we can uh, get the channel even bigger and hopefully stop going back to the crowdfunding well. I mean, we're going to always need outside funding. 
and and Patreon right now is doing a is is helping with that too. We have a Patreon as well as a Kickstarter, uh, but the Patreon doesn't cover everything, um, and so the Kickstarter is kind of making up for that shortfall. If people want me to work on it, um, then you know that'd be awesome, and and that's how that's how they can guarantee that that I'll be able to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to be you know trying to find freelance illustration jobs mm-hmm. or animation jobs, and. I am fine working on that other stuff, but I would actually rather make less money <laughs> to, to, to do this story. Right. And, and if other people want to see it too, that's, that's fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, supporting the Kickstarter is kind of the way to do that. Good. Now, where can people find you and, uh, well, obviously through the Kickstarter, they can just go to sure. kickstarter.com and go to, mm-hmm. uh, and search for multiplex 10. Is that right? <laughs> And uh, and if you just, actually if you just search for multiplex, you'll find a bunch of them. Uh, most of the other ones will be my older projects. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but then there's this one film that was like a no budget feature film that used my name, oh. multiplex, and I was not cool with that. <laughs> but I didn't find out about it until after they'd funded. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I was a little sore about that one, but uh, and that doesn't really have any anything to do with why I changed the title <laughs> to Multiplex Ten. I just kind of wanted it to be its own thing. But I, I was I was still a little sore that uh, somebody you know must have Googled the title Multiplex and and seen that I'd been using this name for years at that point. Uh, I can't remember what year that was, but mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm going yeah, off. Where, <laughs> I'm going off subject. Um, where the, can people find you? The other places you? you can find me are uh, multiplex10.com, Twitter. You know, my username is multiplex10. Uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook page, multiplex10, and the YouTube channel is uh, YouTube.com/c/multiplex10. Uh, so. Um, just Google Multiplex Dan, you'll find it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I wanted to ask too. Um, I saw that uh, a certain film director gave you a little shout out. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Ryan- uh, that was. I have to say, this is probably the highlight of my uh, career so far. <laughs> Ryan Johnson called uh, called Multiplex Ten the web series um, uh, delightful. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I can't quite remember the, what the rest of what he said, but uh, but yeah, uh, one of our new co-producers, Scott Weinberg, is uh, a pretty established film critic. So he's he'd been vaguely acquainted with uh, Ryan Johnson, not like friends or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, but acquainted with him. So but like you know to the point that if he tweets something at Ryan Johnson and says, "Hey, you should watch this," he might do it. Right. You know, <laughs> and not like if if just random guy says, hey, you should watch my short film. You know, it's not really an endorsement, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, but Scott sent it to him and he was like, yeah, it was really good. And uh, and, you know, they did a little back and forth. And, uh, you know, first privately, he you know, the, he, he said that he really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we were like, so uh, could we blurb that? <laughs> and and he gave us permission to do that. So oh. it, it's pretty awesome. Um, um, I mean, just the idea that like I love Brick and Looper and and I and I really enjoyed uh, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that he watched the the episode enough with The Last Jedi that that uh, Joe Don, Tom Brazelton and I made uh, and liked it is is uh, just really crazy to mm-hmm. me. That's just backwards. It's you know? all, he I, should be making things I like, <laughs> not the other way around. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think it's very cool that uh, you did that little cartoon image of him too, to, to quote it. I think that's very, very cool. Thanks. Um, and I also like the movie reviews too. Um, I think when I watched that cartoon, I've been at least all of those characters at some point <laughs> in my life. Like I've definitely been a guy that's like letterbox is better than full screen. What's wrong with you? 
And I've also been a guy that's shown up to do like movie reviews for his like three readers that might read it. <laughs> you know, I've all, I'm that guy too. So I can identify with a lot of those, uh, a lot of those characters. So I really enjoy the different voices um, that you guys put in, put into the cartoon. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, to to me, and and this is this is the part that like a lot of people get confused on, especially back when I was doing the comic. Uh, to me, the the comic is or the comic and the web series are about that kind of dynamic interchange between two people that disagree with each other, two just con you know contrasting ideas. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm trying to say Kurt's right and Jason's wrong, or Jason's right and Kurt's wrong. Sometimes they sometimes one or the other might be true in my opinion, but the you know the the fact is it doesn't matter if a movie's good or not. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Right. And and that's Kurt's that's Kurt's perspective. And Jason has a real hard time wrapping his head around <laughs> that. <laughs> Which is where I was in in my twenties and and uh, and a good chunk of probably a good chunk of my thirties too. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like you once you start realizing that there's just so many different ways to look at these movies and different perspectives and cultural issues that come up. You know, like stuff that. I'm not going to even think about somebody might be like horribly, you know, offended by or, uh, or, or it might just seem like super cliche to them. Whereas I'm, I'm like, Oh, that's a bold new story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, there's so many ways to look at every single movie that, that like the idea that any person's opinion is, uh, objective is, is ridiculous. And, and so that's kind of like what we're, uh, sort of, playing around with. I, I like the idea that it's about a, uh, a conversation, not an argument in right. its own right, you know? Mm-hmm. And that and that's one of the things I really like about it, because I can definitely identify with all of their points of views. Cool. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Gordon, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here. Um, like I mentioned before, everyone can check them out at Multiplex, if you want to find them on Twitter, at Multiplex10. Support the Kickstarter. Uh, Please pledge and uh, help them make more animated content. I just want to mention uh, that if you pledge uh, even $1, you can stream the animated short for no extra money. I can't say free, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know... Pledge pledge a dollar and you'll get to to watch the eleven minute short. Um, but you know before you do that, check out the stuff that we've got on YouTube and on MultiplexTang.com um, because there's you know eleven minutes of the web series. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many minutes of the movie reviews, um, but the the web series episodes. If you really like those, I think you'll love the animated short because it's you know eleven minutes and, and we got the running time to tell a little bit more character uh, based, a little more plot based story. But it's still just as funny and just as much about movie. Yep, yep, and the performances are all, are all really good too. And you do the you do the voice for the main guy, is that right? Yeah, I I, I do Jason. I am I'm honestly not a I'm not a great actor, but uh, Jason he he kind <clears> of <throat> hold on mm-hmm. he kind of talks like this, and he's he's just really annoyed and tired all the time. Right. So uh, <laughs> so it's it's just really easy to do. Uh, I gave myself the easy part. So it's fantastic. <laughs> so. It's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, Gordon, again, thank you very much for joining us uh, here at Soul Wizard Podcast. And uh, we wish you good luck in the future with the animated. Thank you very much. Oh, that was pretty awesome, Mark. Uh, Thank you for doing that interview. And thank you to uh, Gordon for uh, coming on the show, talking about us. We'll have links to all this stuff in the description of the podcast. You can check it out and pledge to the Kickstarter. Help this guy out. This is going to be a really cool project. So that, my friends, is going to do it for this week let's see if we've got any recommendations going on out there aubrey 
You spend all your time surrounded by video games and mouth breathers. I do. What do you have for us this week for a recommendation besides breathing through your nose? Oh, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy was just released on Xbox One and the Switch. Uh, but other than that, that is pretty much it. I don't have too many recommendations. I feel like I've been watching um, 100% Hotter on Netflix, which I just what the hell is that? hysterical. It's a show about, it's almost like um, what not to wear, but like they take these people in England who look horrible to their standards like they like one girl like dressed in like a full demon get up with like face paint and everything and they give them a makeover and then they rate them again afterwards and like they have people actually look at their picture and rate them which is hysterical but i'm watching that because i have nothing better to do in my life so (laughs) when i actually watch tv that's what i do awesome all right. Well, how about you, Mark? Yeah, I want to recommend everyone check out uh, the shorts that uh, kind of what we were talking about before, Multiplex 10. Uh, before the new ones come out, there is a handful of episodes that are available for free on YouTube. So I definitely think you guys should check it out. It's really funny. Uh, it's definitely um, something that looks like it came out of my mind. And I, it's something I could definitely relate to. Uh, but you can check those out. And if you like those, uh, you know, keep the train moving and uh, help the guy out. Support his uh, Kickstarter. Awesome. Well, I will uh, recommend everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Streaming picks, movie reviews from Adam and Mark Ellis, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to... Uh, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, and that's where you can find the show, as well as on Spotify and just about any podcatching app under the sun. Um, I will just recommend that, uh, you know, hop onto uh, Netflix, and uh, I will double my recommendation from a week ago. Watch Voltron, Legendary Defender. I finished season six. It's freaking awesome. Can't wait for season seven. Whew. And hopefully when it's done, we'll get a series of the car Voltron. That would be exciting. But next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Aubrey, your favorite Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe hero, Ant-Man, is back. Yep. Are you excited? No. Wow. <laughs> Not even with the Wasp in it? Nope. I think Ghost wow. looks kind of cool, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I think she looks cool I, too. Me and Mark have some special feelings about Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that next week. So definitely go check out Ant-Man and the Wasp next week so you can come back and listen to us review and react to it. And that'll be next week. But for this week, episode number 204 of the So Wizard Podcast is in the books. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. You guys have a great week. Uh, definitely get all over our social media and uh, check, out, check out our reviews of uh, Comic-Con. Wakanda forever. See you next week, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Good journey. <laughs>